Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We welcome in Connor Onion, play-by-play man with the Big Ten Network, with ESPN, with Fox. Connor, thanks for giving us a few minutes today. How are you? Guys, thanks for having me. Uh, enjoyed the show today. A little football talk, a little Jabba, a little bathroom etiquette at the beginning. Uh, that was that was well done. We were hoping you didn't hear that. Yeah, because we weren't sure if you were going to answer, but uh, you did, and that's important. Uh, no, I've, I've actually been calling ever since that topic, and Connor just picked up. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I finally broke through. So yes on the troughs? You know, as as a uh, Chicagoan that's used to the Wrigley Field bathroom setup, I, I am pro trough. I'm pro trough. Love it. Love it. Well, I think some of the, the troughs at South Stadium in, in Lincoln are, are maybe – they're not obviously quite as old as, as Wrigley, but they may be up there. I mean, the, the stadium turns 100 this year, and they may be the originals. So, but, I didn't realize that was such a unique part of history when I was here for volleyball day. No, well, hey, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the other the other not-mentioned part of history <laughs> versus the, uh, the right. important part of history. Imagine that, a little mini-segment on BTN on the troughs at Memorial Never, Stadium. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hate the idea. The history those troughs have seen. Uh, uh, Connor, let's talk Nebraska here. You've had a chance to see Fred uh, Hoiberg's crew uh, a few times this year, and uh, just kind of get your impression here. They're 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 on the bubble. They're in some spots on the right side of it. Other places on the wrong wrong side. What's your takeaway with Nebraska so far? Yeah, I, I think they're on the right side of the bubble, at least in you know uh, our trusted source of BTN, Mike DeCourcy. Um, you know he has them on the right side of the bubble and I'm going to trust what Mike says. Um, You know, this is not new information for your fan base, but uh, it's obviously a very different team at home and visiting with Mike Rhodes and the Penn state staff today. um, You know, we were trying to get something out of him to just describe what it's like on tape before they actually walk in there tomorrow to PBA. And it's, it's like a lot of the answers that coaches have given us throughout the league. And that's, but it's really indescribable, but the energy is different. The energy when, when I covered the Huskers at Northwestern versus watching them on tape against Michigan uh, looks like two totally different teams. So um, Coach Hoiberg brought it up. The last time they had a, you know, a seven-day break or a six-day break was going into the Creighton game. Um, I, I expect them to be a lot sharper than that. I know that kind of got out of hand toward halftime when they saw the Jays back in December, but – um, I, I think this is an NCAA tournament team, and uh, I, I expect them to finish the regular season looking like that. And hopefully, tomorrow's not the day that we get the answer to this, but hopefully at some point they can figure out a way to get a road win and, and kind of solidify their spot in the tournament. It's Connor Onion with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, and Connor, whenever I look at this game tomorrow, the two big red flags I have are, as you kind of mentioned, the seven-day layoff 
as well as an 11 a.m. tip-off. And I want to get your thoughts specifically on Penn State, because we know what Nebraska has been at home. Those two things are a little bit worrisome, but you still think you're going to get a good effort from Nebraska. But where I get worried is if Penn State is able to to throw the first punch, if you will, in, in the game tomorrow, in a game where, you know what, Nebraska has been sitting at home for a while. And you know what, the fans, you're never as juiced up for an 11 a.m. game as you are for a 7 or an 8 o'clock game. What's your take on Penn State's ability to potentially throw the first punch tomorrow? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think Penn State will jolt you just how they play. Um, and they are going to come out and get in your space, and they're going to press you a little bit. And I think it'll be really interesting how Nebraska handles their lineup and their rotation because they've been playing, as you guys know, they've been playing this bigger lineup a lot more lately with, with Bryce Williams handling the ball a little bit more at six foot seven and Jamarcus Lawrence coming off the bench. I would expect to see a lot of Jamarcus Lawrence. I mean, we've seen him a lot off the bench even since they made the change, but I, I think they're going to need his ball handling on the floor a lot because Penn State is a team that turns you over as much as anybody in the Big Ten and uh, almost as much as anybody in the country. So they they are going to come out and punch you with, with their pressure, and it's not a style that really anybody in the Big Ten plays. So I think that factored in with the early start, the layoff. Um, Nebraska's going to have to be ready to play right away, which which I expect them to be. I, I think the, the rest versus rest conversation, I expect it to be more heavy on the rest being a benefit rather than there being some rust after playing well uh, for most of that game against Michigan. Connor, Nebraska's only a game up technically on Penn State in the Big Ten standings. And when you look at it, everywhere between where Nebraska's located all the way down to 12, it's just kind of a, a big mess. What do you make of that? And how important it is not only this game for Nebraska, but really down the stretch because they play a lot of those teams that's located in that jumble right in the middle? Yeah, well, there's there's also the fact that they're only a game back from getting a, a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, that's how close it is in the middle. And that's that's how it was last year. I'm sure you guys remember the final day of the year in the Big Ten. Nebraska, or I'm sorry, Northwestern played Rutgers. And Northwestern, if they won that game, they could have been second, which they ended up being. But if they lost that game, they would have been ninth. And I think we're headed to that game that Nebraska is going to play at Michigan on March 10th. I think we're going to see something pretty similar in the standings where all the tiebreakers are going to be at play. Nebraska could have a chance to maybe be a bye or they could potentially be in a position where, you know, they're, they're playing in the first day of the conference tournament. That's how tight it is right now. And that's why this game is so important because if they find themselves with the same record as Penn state, only playing this one game head to head, um, you know, that might be the difference between playing on Wednesday, Thursday, or potentially getting a buy all the way to Friday when it comes time to go to Minneapolis for the tournament. Connor Onion with us, Hale Varsity Radio. You'll watch him tomorrow on BTN with Nick Baugh. You can also catch him on ESPN and Fox. So we know Nebraska's charge is to, to take care of home court and go get a couple on the road. That being said, uh, who do you kind of put in the, uh, the mix with Nebraska uh, as far as Tell me about Minnesota. Tell me about Rutgers. Who's, who's a, uh, I guess, a hot-slash-scary team to you right now? Who's someone to watch out for? Is Penn State in that category? Yeah, they are. 
Um, you know, resume and metrics wise, Penn State is is decently far off the bubble. That's not to say that they can't play their way in. You know, they're going to have a great opportunity with this game, um, chance to get a quad one win. Uh, Wednesday they play Illinois, and you know they are of course going to have good opportunities in the Big Ten tournament to to maybe work their way into that conversation. But um, you know, going back to the, the the bracketology that we talked about in the beginning, Mike DeCourcy moved Rutgers after they beat uh, Northwestern last night into that group of next four teams out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, and since Rutgers got Jeremiah Williams back, he was um, he, he was involved at Iowa State with the, the gambling mm-hmm. situation there, and they were waiting for him to be eligible. And since he came back against Michigan two weeks ago, they've won all four of their games, and they've played their way uh, right on the bubble. So that's a bit of a scary team. You know they're always going to defend with Steve Peichel. Um, still one of the best teams in the Big Ten defensively, still one of the best teams in the country defensively. Uh, can they get enough offense to beat Purdue, who they have coming up in the schedule? And if they do, then I think they are a legitimate bubble candidate. But uh, it's got to happen in a hurry for Rutgers. Uh, Minnesota kind of in the same category as Penn State, where um, you know they're, they're having a very good season. I was really impressed watching them last night at Purdue. Um, shot the heck out of the ball, especially in that first half. Um, but metric-wise, what they did in the non-conference, they're not quite in that same area as Rutgers is. They're more near Penn State than they are Rutgers as far as playing their, their way onto the bubble at Minnesota. Connor, a couple of minutes here. More of a broad NCAA tournament question. We briefly talked about this in the first hour, but I think UConn is the number one overall seed as of right now. I know DeCourcy is Purdue in that conversation, as they should be. To you, who's that number one team in the country right now that should be at the top of the bracket? Oh, man. Um, you know, that's, you know I, I agree with a lot of the talk of it's UConn, it's Purdue, and then it's the category of everybody else. Um, I would love to see that matchup, whether it's in the Final Four or in the National Championship game. Um, the way the tournament has gone the last several years, I don't know if we'll get it because it just seems like uh, the crash course of the best teams of the country in the regular season, what we think, don't end up in that spot. But um, I, I really think it's 1A and 1B. You know, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to cover both teams this year. Uh, I, I actually covered UConn when... Their, their star big man, Donovan Klingon, was out. Um, and they've just gotten better since they got their seven-footer back. But seeing him against Zach Eady, I, I don't think there would be much ground given. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's similar to you know what we saw in the Nebraska win against Purdue here. It comes down to the guards for Purdue. And, and UConn has huge guards. They're... they're Six five and six six in the backcourt, and you know Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer and Lance Jones have been really really good. Uh, they're giving up a little bit of size there, so I think that would be the biggest intrigue for me in that matchup. But right now, I I have them as I know you can't do that in the poll, but I have them as one A and in one B as far as who's the best team in the country. Connor, we quickly need to get your thoughts on Ohio State, but before we get there, does Purdue have the pieces to make a national championship run this year in your mind? 
Absolutely. And and they're a much better shooting team than last year. They handle pressure a lot better than last year. And, um, you know, Zach is going to be the national player of the year again. So uh, I, I think the, the the hunger that comes from that pain of last year will also fuel them a little bit. And I, I, I have – I have very little doubt that they'll be at least playing on the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. All right, Connor, if you're in the athletic offices at Ohio State this week, who are you targeting to be the next Ohio State head coach? Yeah, um, I think you guys talked about it on your last segment. Um, there's there's a hot name in the state of Nebraska here. Uh, Greg <laughs> McDermott's name at Creighton is being thrown around quite a bit. And, um, you know, we were we were talking about that today. Nick and I were, Nick Bob, who I'm calling the game with, uh, who's, who's a Creighton alum, and um, just kind of weighing the pros and cons of it. You know, I don't, I don't know how much interest there is from Coach McDermott. I'm sure there's going to be interest from Ohio State, um, but I think the offer's got to be pretty good because, you know, you're, you're a, a controversial fall away and one point away from taking Creighton to the Final Four. So you know it can be done. Uh, where Greg McDermott is now. Um, you know, I, I think Sean Miller is, is going to be very, very interested. Uh, he's, he's in state there in Ohio at Xavier. Dusty May is interesting. He's, he's the coach at, at Florida Atlantic, and he's from Illinois. He went to Indiana and was a student manager for Bob Knight at IU. So he knows the Big Ten. He knows the Midwest. He's gone deep into the NCAA tournament. Um, those those would probably be my first three calls if I, if I were Ohio State. Um, and I, I know I'm probably leaving a couple names off that list, but that's that's kind of where my mind goes right away after hearing that news the other day about um, the, the change in head coach. Connor, great to spend time with you today. Thanks for, for giving us a few minutes. Connor Onion with us here on Hale Varsity. Have a great call tomorrow, okay? Guys, enjoyed the show. Thanks for having me on.